welcome from Amsterdam, and thanks for tuning in to a new episode of Game Consultant. Your host of today is Reinout. It is Sunday, the 21st of June. For every father out there and who's listening right now, happy Father's Day. Hope you have many fun presents from your kids. Today, today we're talking about Hype Esports, or better said, Hype Esports Innovations. They're actually the first global esports accelerator. And the program is trying to solve the esports industry's real problems. Um, Interesting because I'm actually having this interview with Borja. Borja is a program director, is explaining much more in depth about the program. So if you are interested in esports or have a company, a startup in esports, then this is an interesting topic for you. Um, I also have the item with Joachim. I have to say, Joachim is taking a little break, a summer break. It's uh, midsummer in Finland, and for the first time in many years, he was saying like, hey, I'm taking a small vacation, which means we're going to hear from Joachim, I think, beginning of August. Um, thank you, Joachim, and enjoy the time off. You deserve it. Um, the other item is normally done by Chris, uh, read things about esports. But we have to say condolences to Chris, his grandfather, Grandfather actually passed away, and he's helping out with the family. So, Chris, um, my uh, deepest condolences. Further on, um, let me see. Well, let me first get to start with some news, and then later on we have Joachim, and then the interview with Borja. Let's do this. So I picked up actually the blogging and news on my site and um, what I want to do on a weekly basis is go through it. Um, you can read it all on my section news and insights on podcastgameconsultant.com. Um, the first one was actually the game review of Valorant. Um, it's the newest release from Riot Games. Uh, it's the second big release after League of Legends. It's um, it's interesting. A lot of people are talking about it. And actually, uh, Chris was supposed to have a chat about it, about Valorant and esports, which is the item of next week. Um, next to that, there was some initial uh, feedback on PlayStation 5. Um, so far, what I think is that, yeah, there were some fun um images online uh but i think if that's all then it means everyone is accepting the new design and definitely um uh, the playstation it's faster it's um it's taking us into a new new area of uh of of console so read the article online uh playstation 5 initial feedback from the market um i also had a comparison with follow on and Counter-Strike? Is it a rip-off? Well, yes and no. But the article will tell you much more about it. And uh, also, AI and gaming. What can artificial intelligence do for gaming? I actually had some very nice responses. And um, uh, funny enough, um, I'm going to dive a little bit in 
dive a little bit deeper into this and we'll write a new article in a week or so because I'm going to interview someone that knows all about AI and gaming. And lastly, game streaming technologies. Um, more and more uh, people are talking about it. So I'm talking about GeForce, Google Stadia, uh, Project X Cloud, and obviously also Sony with a new console um, and Shadow. Uh, some ambitious goals that they have. Um, I said all you can actually read on my site, podcastgameconsultant.com. And uh, anything else? No, that's about it. So as said, this is the last item for the summer of Joachim. He's taking off uh, a few weeks, beginning of August. He's back. Uh, today he is talking about Andreessen Horowitz and their interest in gaming. Take it away, Joachim. Thanks, Reinhardt. Hi, everyone. It's Joachim Akren from Elite Game Developers here. In this week's newsletter from Elite Game Developers, which came out on Friday the 19th, we talked about the topic of Andreessen Horowitz and their interest in, in the gaming sector. So if you guys know about venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz, they've recently started doing a lot of gaming investments. They never really were a games-specific investor, but now they've, they have a few people who are really specializing in that sector. One of them is Andrew Chen, who's the general partner at at Andreessen, so he's been he's been looking into a lot of companies uh, with Jonathan Lai, who joined them from Tencent recently, and and they've been they've been doing I'd say a half a dozen gaming investments uh, in the course of the last one and a half years. They invested into Singularity, Singularity Six, Forte, which does blockchain, uh, crypto stuff for gaming. Uh, sandbox VR, mainframe industries, which is a, a Helsinki Reykjavik uh, based studio that is doing cloud gaming. So uh, there was an interview recently with Andrew on VentureBeat, which I was covering and, and curating for this week's newsletter. And also they had a webinar with Slush this week where Andrew from Andreessen Horowitz and Thor Gunnarsson from Mainframe were talking about cloud gaming and how that's coming on and why Andreessen Horowitz is doing investments in that space. So check out my uh, summarization of these topics on the Elite Game Developers blog. You can find it under the news section, news number 34. And also this week, I was sharing the, the co-founder equity splitting tool that we created here at Elite Game Developers, where you can basically build out a cap table for the founders at the early stage based on what kind of risk level each one of the founders is taking. Uh, if somebody's taking more uh, risk upfront by putting money into the company of their own, uh, somebody's coding the game on their own, things like that, how do you like give those factors a meaning when you're calculating the equity split. And also this week on my podcast, the Elite Game Developers podcast, I was sharing 
the first chapter of my book, The Long-Term Game, How to Build a Video Games Company. The audiobook version just came out on Audible. And the first chapter, you can listen to it on the podcast this week. So uh, that's it. There was a few other articles I was covering. So check out the, the section under my newsletter uh, in, the, in the blog. And please do subscribe to the Elite Game Developers newsletter. It comes always on Fridays. And uh, that's it for this week. And stay safe and stay well, guys. Thanks, Joachim. Uh, next up is eSports, Hype eSports. It's an accelerator, and I have the interview with Borja, so stay tuned. When we talk about eSports, we talk about a growing industry. We talk about so many youngsters that actually are playing. Everyone wants to be a uh, professional, a pro gamer. I have one at home that basically looked at season three of Fortnite and said, okay, it's time, Papa. It's time that I become a professional. And I said, well, don't forget school. Um, but uh, today I'm uh, actually talking about um, a very interesting accelerator. Uh, they call themselves the first global esports accelerator. Hype sports, hype esports innovation. Actually, where sports and esports come together. And um, I'm talking today to, I say always, Borja Varela, but I just got corrected. It's Borja Varela, Varela. Actually, the V is the B and the B is the V. I got a whole uh, lesson just now, uh, five minutes ago. So uh, you can introduce yourself and say the name <laughs> properly as you want it. Borja, Borja. <laughs> Thanks, Renaud. Uh, so, yeah, you were saying in Spain, Borja Varela. But yeah, uh, as I was okay. telling you, it's, uh, I'm quite easy. I have been uh, for many years uh, living and working abroad, so I'm used to see different ways of my name. No problem. It's, it's always very difficult when you, when you read the name and you have to pronounce it differently. Correct. I mean, that's sort of messing up your brain. So I, I read it as Borja, but I have to say Borja. So uh, I will remind. So, hey, I got a quick one. Um, uh, we actually met while you were in a different kind of environment and then suddenly you turned up in, 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 in Hype Esports. But can you tell a little bit more about yourself and your passion in gaming? Uh, sure, yeah. So I'm coming, just to give some background, I'm coming myself from the telecom and media industry in the last years. Before that, I've been on, also on the location-based services with a company that uh, some people know in the Netherlands. Uh, it was called Navtech, uh, owned by Nokia and then uh, recently acquired by a uh, conglomerate of car manufacturers. So I've been, uh, let's say, working with uh, IT software solutions, as I said, location-based services. Uh, so the origin of uh, social media and uh, uh, location-relevant advertising, etc. And then the last years, more in telecom and media. Um, my my background originally, like many years ago, like 20 years, 22 years ago, was law. And then I, I transit uh, and make a transition into into business. And, and more recently in the last, uh, let's say, 10, 15 years, as I said, more on telecom and media and uh, lately more on the corporate venture capital side of, uh, of uh, a big uh, telecom and media conglomerate. Uh, that, uh, that company has been working, uh, uh, let's say, growing for the last 15 years significantly. Uh, the name is Liberty Global. Uh, is uh, Liberty Media, the sister company, is owner of uh, Formula One. Uh, and uh, also owner of uh, Telecom and uh, 
and uh, and radio stations and uh, and uh, production companies in the U.S. and outside of the U.S. has been known as the largest cable operator worldwide. My my activity has been and let's say my focus on esports has been more recent. Uh, I've seen many companies on esports and gaming uh, in the last years uh, that they were trying to bring a, a convergence uh, between the let's say the traditional business around telecom and gamification and user profiling and and trying to let's say bring value from both industries right from gaming esports yeah. and into the media telecom space and the other way around so that's been that my background cool hey, and uh, <clears throat> then suddenly there was hype esports um uh you got me actually in contact with them i i i looked through the website and the documentation you sent and, and it's really impressive i mean um but they already were when did it start actually so hype started uh, let's say five six years ago i i got to, uh, i got to know amir the the, the founder of uh, hype like uh, year and a half ago and then we were in contact about price more on the traditional sports side um hype to to make it also clear hype is coming from the sports side so not from the esports not from gaming but from sports and as being known as known as uh, uh, the largest if not one of the largest uh, uh, accelerators focus on sports and as such uh, since uh, five six years ago they have been running um programs physical programs uh, around the world with partners that they were hosting those programs in uh, around 12, 13 locations uh, in the US, in, in China, in Australia, uh, in Europe, of course, etc. And And they have been running these programs. And the last year, they say, because some of the partners, they were connected to eSports. So they were, uh, the, the partners are organizations, clubs, sports clubs, federations, organizations like UEFA or uh, media companies, etc. And, and they start talking about eSports and gaming because uh, one of the examples is that one of the uh, partners is actually shareholder to a big uh, uh, eSports uh, game team, in this case, SK Gaming. Yeah. And, and also there they were connections to other organizations like ESL, like the eSports League. So they, they start talking about those possibilities and they tried uh, to build uh, uh, at the end of last year an, an eSports um, uh, physical program, etc. And then this year, with the whole uh, COVID-19 situation, uh, the program became virtual. They decided to to say, okay, we're going to run a virtual program focused on eSports. Um, and then from that, the discussion was uh, um, became broader. And then uh, they, uh, they started to add other technologies like uh, media and etc. And then uh, Amir... The, the, the chairman of uh, Hype, uh, who reached me and said, look, maybe you are interested in helping us here. And uh, as an industry expert uh, coming from uh, from the telecom media space with knowledge on eSports, but knowledge also from other industries. And that is a little bit also, by the way, just to give an advance on that, uh, this, my, my vision uh, and uh, with respect to this specific vertical. So within the program, let's say at this moment, we have a, a Hype uh, Global Virtual Program Accelerator. Uh, there are a few verticals, a couple of them, they are focused on uh, specifically on clubs and federations, traditional sports. Uh, one of them is focused on China's uh, China focus. And then the eSports and media vertical that I'm uh, acting as a program director myself. Uh, the, 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 the vision is basically try to bring new technologies into those two industries. So just to make it also clear, we are not so much looking into 
new game developers or new content uh, when we talk about media or OTTs, but more about looking into um, technologies that they're going to bring added value to those two uh, sub-verticals or niches. And the reason why we have combined them, maybe some uh, obvious reason is because, of course, there are a lot of um, uh, technology that are converging and relevant to both industries, but also because I think there is a lot of learning from each other. Uh, eSports is more dynamic, uh, is more flexible, uh, is IP-based, uh, not so uh, structures, revenue streams that they are more traditional, like the media industry. But at the same time, media knows a lot about monetizing, about how to make money. Uh, it has been doing this for many years in the wrong or right way, but they have learned a lot and they have been forced to pivot uh, many times. So we think, or I think personally, that they are definitely able uh, and in the right position to learn from each other. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> um, so the program, basically, this is the first esports uh, uh, program. Uh, obviously, you guys also got, well, sort of caught up with, uh, with COVID. Um, uh, so now everything has been done online. Uh, initially, you guys actually had a location in mind? Well, initially, there were, there were a few locations, actually, because some, some of the, let's say, the companies in the ecosystem related to esports, the ecosystem of Hype, or even my contacts, we were thinking about Germany. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, some of the, the companies are based in the in Köln area or uh, basically Western uh, Western Germany, and um, the uh, but indeed because of the the COVID nineteen situation became became virtual. But I have to say actually, as being at the beginning it was a question mark with respect to whether we will be positive or negative the situation. I can say at this stage has been very positive. They yeah. uh, being forced to become a virtual program. Why? Because first, obviously, we have received. Uh, applications from all over the world, yeah. literally. In the program cohort, in my vertical, uh, my program, uh, there are 15 companies finally selected. Yeah. Uh, they are from uh, the US, from Australia, from uh, Asia, from, uh, from Europe, from many different locations in Europe. And that would not be possible if you do just a physical program, or it would be much more a challenge. Yeah. Besides that, mentors, as yourself, Renaud, yeah. uh, they also come from many different countries, as you know. And also partners, so companies. Uh, we have Cinesports uh, uh, that is from China. We have companies from the US. We have obviously a few broadcasters also in the media space and in the esports, few companies uh, in Europe. So it's literally a global event. Uh, and I would say with uh, partners that they are looking at it from a global perspective also. Yeah. Uh, this one, one of the one of the things we have made quite clear to to the companies in the program cohort that even if they are starting in a certain, uh, let's say, uh, home country, imagine if they are based in Germany or they're based in Poland or any other location, they say, okay, this is our home country, we start this market. Still, they have to have a clear uh, global perspective. And with global, I don't mean only Europe, I mean really global to go to uh, US or go to Asia, etc. And they have to be thinking that way because the esports world at this moment is like that. Yeah. We have, uh, uh, I mean, we're talking about... Uh, ecosystems or competitions they are clearly doesn't matter if they are based in germany or they're based in the us or somewhere else they are clearly uh, globally orientated yeah and then <clears throat> quick sidestep i mean um uh, right now there are uh, a few selected companies uh, can you say something about the, the the first batch of people that actually registered or actually started uh or now actually registered participated in the selection uh, procedure 
Oh, the startups. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, we have a nice uh, mix. Uh, the, I think a nice diversity of companies. Of course, I mean, there are companies that they are uh, focused on the only strictly on the esports space, uh, whether they're talking about analytics or that they're looking into bringing added value to uh, professional players or whether they're bringing in some kind of, uh, uh, for instance, this, uh, uh, I was today having a, a call with a company called Mindset Technologies that they are basically having applied neuroscience for the training of uh, a professional and amateur uh, yeah. esports players, and that they are trying to improve, let's say, their skills uh, and the capacity to to play and to train, etc. And by the way, and just a side step, that value is also not only for for let's say esports players in their uh, let's say in their gaming environment, but also for the normal life, concentration skills, these kind of things. So we have companies like that. They are having a deep technology applied to eSports. We have companies, as I mentioned, that they are focused on eSports on bringing other value to teams or to the competition or to the ecosystem or analytics or uh, or on the, uh, let's say, engagement between the, the teams and sponsors. That is also quite relevant. We have another company that's basically a platform focused on bringing partnerships between the eSports uh, relevant companies, whatever the companies are about, uh, service, etc., and investors. Yeah. So bringing value in that space. So as, as you see, there are many different companies. And there are later, of course, by the way, in the, in the cohort also, some media sort of companies that they are looking into interactivity or VR, AR. But even those, from my point of view, they can bring a lot of value also to the hardcore eSports uh, uh, companies because basically they are exchanging already knowledge on revenue streams. Uh, the technology in many cases is relevant directly, interactivity, uh, VR, AR, apply on media or apply on eSports. So there are many, many synergies there. Yeah. Hey, and, 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 and in terms of uh, someone is listening right now, has an idea already, uh, maybe has a startup, um, are you already accepting uh, entries for the following uh, program? So we, we are preparing the following program. Uh, we will be uh, starting probably in November. We are not, uh, we didn't have opened the application process yet because we want to also take some learnings uh, from the current program and from the current selection process or the selection process that we just ended last week. Yeah. So we will first uh, fix the dates for the next program, as I said, yeah, probably will be end of October, November, beginning of November, and and by uh, let's say in the next month we will be able to uh, to open the process probably in the next one two months uh, to the next uh, applicant, the next candidate. Yeah. And um, so now we have um, 15 companies that are in the program. Um, can you say something about the program? Uh, for example, how long does it take? What kind of uh, assistance are these companies getting? And is there sort of an expectation um, uh, after after the program? It's it's not a it's it's actually a, a short stint I would call. It's not really a, a super duper long program. Um, but what are your expectations, or what are their expectations after uh, ending of this program? Right. So the program is going to run for three months. Uh, we will um, make it as more intensive uh, the first two months with. Uh, many uh, sessions, uh, webinars, panel sessions, uh, uh, more like for the, the entire audience. Also sometimes combining, uh, let's say, other verticals uh, because we see value also in the interaction with, uh, with uh, clubs and federations from other verticals, etc., and also with startups from other verticals. Uh, there will be also mentor, mentor sessions, one-to-one, 
we are locating the mentors at this moment. Uh, um, and one of the main KPIs, let's say, at the end of the program, it will be that the companies participating in the program, they will be engaging in pilots and POCs with partners. Yeah. We obviously, some of the companies, they're more interested in that. Some of the companies, they are uh, more focused on uh, fundraising. That is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will also, of course, we are looking into also the fundraising phase, introducing them the uh, investors, preparing them to pitch uh, better to present also the decks, how to engage with those investors. That will be an, uh, let's say, an ongoing process through the, through the, uh, through the startup, uh, through the, the bootcamp itself, sorry, through the program itself. Uh, and then basically uh, we will run demo days also with, the, with investors. Uh, and we will try to combine those two topics. At the end of the program, as I said, from my, from my side, the main KPI, one of the main KPIs, uh, because that is the one that we can control the better, is of course the engagement with partners and the pilots and the client-customer relationship. Yeah. On the fundraising, we will be helping on that. We will be introducing investors and we will facilitate in that. But of course, it depends also on the companies and the interest of the companies created on the investor side. And that obviously takes a little bit more time. Yeah. But we are also going to be focused on that. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a bit different than uh, I'm seeing other programs where it's mainly create your best pitch deck. And uh, once you have it, you pitch uh, at sort of the end day, demo day uh, to investors. This is more actually uh, focused on the business itself where, um, well, it's actually proof, proof your business case. And, and if you get business partners, that's your first proof of concept. Correct. And I mean, look, what you mentioned about the, the training on the pitching and the training on the, the deck and the, the way to engage with clients, that is also in the program. Maybe I, I take it, I, I didn't describe because I take it as a given. It's, a, it's an uh, obvious thing that all accelerators have. Yeah. Uh, the, the, um, the difference is that indeed, in other accelerator cases, uh, is more about looking at, at uh, the demo day and then let's see what happens afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and that is going to be on the, on the side of the startup itself and the, uh, the, the startup flies solo. Um, the, I think during the program, we are more focusing on already uh, bringing, trying to build those customer relationships. So the, the startups still will get indeed the, the same training than other accelerators with respect to pitching and with respect to uh, presentation skills and with respect to the deck itself and how to engage with partners, etc. So that is also in the curriculum of the, of the accelerator. But we want to bring some extra added value and the other value is what I was mentioned. I was, uh, I was basically describing a little bit the, what I think is a differentiator of hype with respect to others. Yeah. And it's also, it's also a personal vision in the sense of uh, we think that this uh, is more pragmatic that is also why I, I think I have engaged with uh, Hype myself uh, as an industry expert. Say, okay, look, I'm going to invest in Hype. I'm going to be a program director for, for one of the vertices on Hype because I think it's quite pragmatic in that sense. And that's what we are building here around eSports and, and, and media and the convergence of those two worlds. As you mentioned, it's the first program run on this specific eSports uh, area by Hype. And we are trying to make it, let's say, a, a big difference uh, in the industry in this sense. Got it. Hey, and uh, concerning the upcoming events, you, you already said a few uh, things about webinars, um, but that's more for the companies in the program. Are you also doing events uh, for uh, people that have an interest, investors or potential business partners? Um, uh, anything upcoming there? The, 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 let's say the, the, the events, the webinars, the sessions, etc., they are in, in, uh, intended for uh, initially for the startups in the program cohort, mm-hmm. because basically it's the, the ones that you try to bring the most value possible. And of course, they will be invited also 
mentors, partners, and investors of uh, Hybris ecosystem yeah. in order to create synergies. Uh, it is it is the case that sometimes we may send live events um, a little bit also to create visibility of hype and also uh, potentially send recordings uh, on social media. They will be uh, broadcaster or they will be available uh, so that people externally are able also to see what is going on within hype. Yeah. But indeed, I mean, initially it's going to be a close in, uh, events because at the end of the day, you want to also make it like as valuable as possible for the uh, startups yeah. in the in the cohort you want to make available uh, the make options for them to raise questions to their to this to the panelists or to the participants to have an open discussion if you make a much bigger event they're already by the way quite big normally uh, we're talking about uh, attendees of uh, at least 50 to 100 people in the session uh, when we are only talking about one vertical, if we talk about more verticals, even more people. So it's already quite big. If we make it uh, live uh, completely, all events, it will be messy. Yeah. So uh, so initially, that's the way. But we'll be broadcasting. We'll be making available uh, some highlights and some recordings so people externally also can see uh, what is going on. Cool. Last question. Um, <clears throat> if, if, if investors are interested, they can actually reach out then to Hype Esports. Is, is that also something that you're looking uh, for that, that uh, investors approach you or potential business partners so that you can actually add them to a network? Are you creating an ecosystem, so to speak? So, yes, the question, the question is how we are coordinating that. We are, let's, let's say, Hype is being focused a lot on the startups in the cohort. Yeah. So the ecosystem is true that we are engaging on that. Uh, I, I think at this moment, this is way if it's investors or even companies or uh potential partners or strategic uh, investors that they're looking into the space, I think they, the easiest way is that they reach me yeah. because we are basically looking into so many things. Hype itself is still looking into relationships with the UEFA, uh, with, uh, as I mentioned, with a football club, etc. So it's touching many different things. I think since I am focused on the esports and media uh, vertical, I think this is way for investors or for companies whether it's small companies or corporations, etc., that they want to get uh, a little bit aware of what is going on here with respect to esports, is that they can reach me directly, they can uh, reach you right now, then you can pass them my contacts yeah. or directly through linking or the, any of all my all my uh, contact details and quite accessible. So uh, I'm happy to help. Cool. Well, Borja, I want to thank you for. Uh explaining uh, Hype Esports and uh, for everyone that's listening I have the details of Borja on my website uh, also the link obviously to Hype Esports um, and some social media so uh, whatever gets posted you can actually see either recordings or videos so um, thanks very much thank you Renaud thanks a lot for your time <laughs> and uh, I hope everyone enjoys it uh, the, the chat so looking forward to hear yeah. uh, all of you cool thanks a lot all right thank you Renaud bye bye Bye-bye. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, again, Chris, um, my thoughts are with you. Joachim, have a nice holiday. And Boya, thank you very much for explaining the eSports hype program. Um, as I said, if you are interested, uh, the link is actually on my website. And, um, yeah, as we always say, ciao for now.
This was all for today. Thanks so much for listening to Game Consultant. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. And remember, do share this podcast with other members of the games industry.